0: Okay, so welcome to episode ninety-nine of No Excuses Real Inspiration, hosted by Scott Marshall. So, thank you, Sharon, for giving up some of your time this Sunday evening. So, for the viewers, um, just give a brief intro of who you are and what you currently do within health and fitness.
1: Right, my name is Sharon Bannister, and I am fifty-two, nearly fifty-three, and. what I'm doing at the moment I'm basically what we call on a bulk just trying to gain a bit of muscle I started competing in fitness modeling last year my aim was to do it at 52 and I was just 52 my first one Um, and then I ended up doing four I placed in every one so I was quite pleased about that but I still want the big trophy Um, but before that I was predominantly a runner and a cyclist, I've done marathons, ultra marathons. I've cycled from Lands End to John O'Groats, um, run and cycled from one side of Scotland to the other, and just everything. I just like challenges. Got to try and keep myself young. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, age
1: is yeah. only a number. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: So, so obviously, you you listed off a lot of experience there. Yep. So, so, let's go back to the, the very beginning, where it all started and health and fitness for you.
1: Well, well to be honest, I've always, um, my adult life, had to exercise. People sort of say to me, oh, you're lucky, you're small. Uh, no, I'm not lucky. I, I can just look at a packet of biscuits and gain weight. So, I've always had to watch my weight. I was a chubby child, um, used to go to the gym. But not, without guidance, should I say. Then I had this idea, I'll start running. But I used to do things like, those are the days when I didn't have a healthy lifestyle. So again, I'd have that attitude where you could just go for a run and that would be all you need to do. I'd like, I'd stop for a cigarette, you know. And And then I kind of took it more seriously, probably after the birth of my son. So my second child, who's now 17, um, started running, joined my local running club. Um, and then I think he was about two when I did my first marathon, that was London. Suffered a lot from injuries, discovered through that, that I had a herniated disc in my back. So a lot of people do say, oh, running's not good for you. Well, actually, if I didn't start running, I wouldn't have discovered that issue. It didn't cause the issue, but I kept getting injuries, shin splints, to, to the point where I was on crutches, Um. But yeah, it kind of just highlighted that that was there. So then in a way it did affect fo- me a favour because I've learnt to manage it. It's always there. It's not going to go away. Um, and then, yeah, just, just sort of like went from there really. Um, I ended up as the captain of the running club. It's a pretty big running club in Essex. I was a captain for five and a half years. I only gave that up actually just before COVID. It was just taking up a lot of my time. And through getting injured with my running is then when I started cycling to maintain my fitness. And I found, you know, I could, if I wasn't running for three months when I was marathon training, as long as I was cycling, I could then get back to my running and I hadn't lost any fitness. They say um, I'd heard that cycling helps with running, but running doesn't help with cycling, which is true because I wasn't a particularly good cyclist. Um, You know? And then I fell in love with cycling and I still love my bike. I love cycling. Um, and then I think it goes from there, really. I think a girl, I started doing box size, and one of the girls there gave me a vouch- group on voucher for boot camp. And I used to go, I'm not going to boot camp. Like, it's just full of poses, you know? Um, but, you know, I'm a rabbit. <laughs> oh, i keep getting messages coming through and stop them i also you know i used to say oh um you're never gonna get me having a pt if i ever get a pt shoot me i then got a pt and <laughs> <laughs> um, brett who ran my boot camp great really clever guy brilliant um and again, I noticed the differences, but he wasn't a nutritionist. And I didn't know this at the time. So, a lot of things, until you get involved, you don't realize like, a lot of people think that all PTs can tell you what to eat and they can't unless they're qualified. And Brett wasn't qualified, so he didn't, you know, and he, he didn't try to. He would give you guidance, he would give you guidance, but not actually give you milk. Um, and then I had, again, I love a challenge. So, I am. Um, Oh, I put my name forward, I emailed um, Channel 4 because I wanted to go on Bear Grylls, the island. I was going for a little bit of a time in my life where I just wanted to get away from social media. I wanted to get away from telephones. I'm a hairdresser and, you know, I've got two phones going and I just couldn't get away from it. You know, I had, my kids were young. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm married. I've I'm got home to look after. I was running a business and I had a little bit of a breakdown ended up on antidepressants, etc. Uh, my mum got cancer, and it all, it just all got too much, and I just decided I just want to get away. So I auditioned. And then I got through to the next stage where you had to send a video, and then from that I got through to the next stage to go up actually for a studio audition. And I didn't get. I got all the way through to the last section, but I didn't get through. But I found out why because they were putting a theme to it, so it was basically rich people. And people that were on benefits, you know, that w- weren't so lucky in life. So they literally had people in two groups and I didn't fit in either. So I didn't didn't get on. I was really good because I, I don't know, I just felt my life, I just wanted to get on there. But once I kind of got through to the next stages, I, all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be on TV in a bikini. So that's when I approached my personal trainer who I'm still with today, Kelly, she is amazing. And I I used to see her pictures up in the gym and then I, I changed gyms and I used to see her and, and I just, I was in awe of her. And I was actually to the point where I was a bit scared to talk to her because she was just so amazing. And then one day I did. And she just put me on a nutrition plan. I was still training with Brett, but in the end I just moved over to her completely. Um, and she changed my life. I can't lie, it, it she changed my life. She believed in me and I would do exactly what she told me to do, it, even to this day, whether she's, she's the only person in the world that I do everything she says. If she says jump, I say, oh, hi. Um, and again, I just saw things changing and I just thought from there, I, I need to move forward with this. So originally it was just, my goals were, you know, like photo shoots, because I never wanted to get on stage that's not me I don't want to get on a I'm not I'm not prancing around in a bikini that's just not me um and then lot. and she knows me as well she knows people think I'm a really confident person which on the outside you know I kind of am but it doesn't take much to put me down and she said for you getting on stage and if you didn't place or you know they said they, they would say something, you know like Your glutes are too saggy, or whatever. Anything that was detrimental to my physique or me in general, I'll I'll take it quite bad. Um, and then last year, very beginning of last year, or the end of twenty one, not twenty twenty one. She kind of said, "I think you can do it now." So we moved forward with it, and yeah, and I haven't looked back. But I absolutely loved getting on that stage but I think because of the people that I met I've met some wonderful people really great people like people have said to me like is it bitchy backstage not at all not at all and I reckon I've got friends for life from it so yeah and that's me and I tend and I'll now say on a bulk because I want to build muscle um not to be that bodybuilder frame I am still with what people call like a fitness model or bikini model rather than fit, um bodybuilder. But there's parts of my anatomy that I know need tweaking, if that's the right word. And that's what I'm doing at the moment. So, and then I'm going to get back on that state in September.
0: Fantastic. So, obviously you mentioned a few challenges in there. Yeah. Like, you know, how did you overcome those challenges?
1: Um... What you mean, sort of, like to actually get on that stage? You mean? Well,
0: yeah, certainly to to overcome, you know, the anxiety and the fears, you know, within um, certain a- aspects of your.
1: I think just because I was getting more confident in myself, in my training, I, I learned more. I also um, went on a just after yeah, just after lockdown, I went on a PT course with a really an amazing guy called Kane Latham he's old school and the qualification that I would get from him I could train anywhere in the world it's not just for here but I did it for me not to become a PT I just wanted to know and I just learned so much about how the human body works how the energy systems work you know how foods work and again with Kelly who would give me my nutrition plan and I say literally everything she told me to eat I would eat and I just saw how my physique changed just that all the knowledge and what i saw it just it just gave me a lot more confidence in in every way you know just just in every way you know I, i was i wouldn't kind of i sort of stopped looking at myself and thinking no i'm not good enough and people were approaching me you know and also on social media people would message me mainly women to just say i just tell me how you've done it you look amazing i can't believe you're at the time 50 51 and obviously and i and my response to those people was that they inspired me by messaging me and saying how good they thought i looked you know i looked they inspired me they kept me going so it was a two-way thing it wasn't just me inspiring people they were inspiring me you know so and it just yeah just my confidence just grew and um yeah it just has and i'm i'm a lot more I don't care so much what people think now i've had i've had some negativity on things obviously you you know you've found me on social media and i've had some negativity on things on there like some of my friends don't agree with some of the things that are on there or some of the things that i do um even with you know getting on the stage in a bikini i don't particularly agree with that some but everyone's different aren't they You know, so if we was all the same, there wouldn't be room on the stage for everybody. And and also, again, with what I've kind of learned, I just think the human body is absolutely amazing. I really do. And just we're all built the same.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, you obviously you spoke about your personal trainer, Kelly, you know. um, so Obviously, let's talk about role model. So would you say that she's your role model?
1: Or... 100%. Because she's got so many... She's got health issues. And you wouldn't have known. And she never... Obviously, she's so professional as well. So she kind of... Even though she's, like, my friend, you wouldn't know if she's having a bad day. You know, she keeps all that in. And I do... Do say to her at times i feel like i'm burdening her I'm burdening her sometimes if i'm having a bad day but she said that's my job but she is 100 my role model because what she goes through like health wise you know she's got endometriosis asthma um you know there's other things that i won't mention on air but she is just she you know i don't think I try and think of others off the top of my head uh, role models, but to me, it's definitely she because she's a living, breathing person. We can all look at famous people and go, "Oh, I'm inspired by them." But a lot of them, what you see of famous people, isn't real. I've lost you there. I can't hear you.
0: That's better. There we go. You know, I was saying about famous people. You know, it's a, it's all. The fake trend, you know, effectively just to get followers. Yeah. You
1: know. Yeah. Um,
0: but we spoke about nutrition earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So you touched on that, right? Yeah. So let's talk about your go-to uh, food after post-workout. After, so what I well, basically what I
1: eat after, yeah. so generally it will be a protein shake, um, and. I'm about 40 grams of carbs, so it might be just some rice krispies, you know, literally just a small amount, a couple of rice cakes, with a bit of honey on, but just to get both in, you know, like the protein for repairing and the carbs for refuelling, ready to go again. I won't tell you what those workout fuel was today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right So let's talk about your cheat meal. If you have a cheat meal throughout the week, what would it be?
1: You know what that's i see all people's cheat meals and they're eating all these burgers and pizzas and i'm like no it just doesn't do it for me but so last night i had a thai meal with my husband because it was our 22nd wedding anniversary the other day um so basically i've just saved myself for that however say like for instance next week not got anything planned i I wouldn't i personally wouldn't have a cheat meal just for the sake of having a cheat meal and it's not in my plan have a cheat meal um but i could if i wanted to um but we're going we're going on holiday soon so we're going on all inclusive holiday so i'll have 10 days (laughs) but then i say that it's quite healthy so where we're going it's healthy food and you know i'll be in the gym every day still we go for walks you know, so I'll get my steps in still, walking around in the sand barefoot.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> um, no, absolutely. But let's talk about habits. So obviously, you, you've got a very structured
1: lifestyle,
0: you know. Um But within the gym, do you do you have any bad habits that you would like to get rid of? No. No bad With habits.
1: In the gym itself. Yes. No. No, no
0: bad habits right okay
1: i just trying to think if i have no i suppose you know, if, if i had to really be fatty and pick one at the moment i'm not probably doing as much cardio as is in my plan because it's only steady state cardio you know keeping your heart rate down um because sometimes it can be the time frame for me because i will literally most days drop my husband at the train station go to the gym get back on time for work so if i've got to knock anything on the head it will be that 20 minutes of cardio but when i'm when i start cutting so obviously losing the body fat that cardio will be in there as 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 important as everything else so and then but it's funny because i see other girls that are on a bulk and they're doing like an hour every morning of cardio it might be sort of low heart rate steady state but i'm like but why are you doing all that because You've got a. your body's going to get used to that. What? How are you going to step it up when you're starting to cut? Because you're already doing it.
0: So. Then let's talk about your favourite exercise within the gym.
1: <laughs> oh, I have a few, but I love training legs, which most people do, I think. Um, and I love the hack squat machine, which a lot of people are like, ooh i love it yeah i just but i i just i think at the moment as well because where i'm gaining weight i'm gaining strength as well at the moment every time you know i'm getting pbs all the time they might only be small ones but um and i think as well because obviously when you're you know when you're training legs they're bigger muscles so you hurt more the next few days (laughs) and i just love I love the doms. I just—if you don't get doms, you haven't done it properly, you know. And yeah. I never don't get, them, and I very really don't eat <laughs> yeah. upper body. I do find a bit more, a bit more of a challenge. I get a little bit bored with that, so I generally will train with people on upper body if I can. I mean, I've, there's days where I can't, um, and also I'm I quite imagine... fun with as well. So it's
0: got to be the right people, yeah. you know. And then put the, the shoe on the other foot. If you were to go into the gym tomorrow morning and your PT, Kelly, was to give you the worst exercise that would make you want to run home, what would that be? (laughs) Oh,
1: the low press. Because I can't see what weight she's putting on. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it gets to that point and I'm like, I shouldn't say this on Karen, but I'm going to, she knows when she's pushed me because I'm like, I've just wet myself because I'm just pushing. <laughs> 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 I, I never know because I've got quite a few friends that announced, they're so going, oh my God, I'm getting like Sharon, I'm going to wet myself. And they go, yeah. yeah so if it's, it's, it's people that Kelly trains, she's like,
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let, let's talk about a subject you spoke about earlier. Um, Mindset when training, um, obviously mindset it goes hand in hand with mental health,
1: mm. would you agree? Yes, definitely, definitely, and exercise in general I think has been my saving grace, you know, when I was, uh, I literally had a breakdown, you know, I for about two weeks, I, I, you know, I didn't, I hardly spoke. And my mum had to come down and look after me and look after the kids and I couldn't function and it happened literally like that. I could I, I, one day I was working cutting hair and my brain and my hands would not connect. I could not cut hair. It just happened. And um Yeah, it was uh it wasn't a good feeling. And um there was a lot going on. My mum had been diagnosed with um cancer, but she'd got it was true that cause I had my son after that so it, there was just a lot of things I think it was building and then I just couldn't cope anymore and it's hard as a lot of people know you know when you've got young kids you're just constantly juggling plates you know so I'm working trying to run a home uh, the young kids you know organizing them I think it was it was roundabout about school holidays so I had to organize them for school you know at the end of the day my husband is the main breadwinner and, and I know we well, a lot of people I know that that they, they the husbands and wives take it in turns having time off work but you know he didn't have a great deal of time, of holiday so for him to take time off to look after the kids so I could go to work kind of meant we couldn't have time all of us together. So it was just trying to juggle it and I just lost it. And uh had a bit of counselling um was put on medication and you know just to get back on my feet. So I mean I know there's a lot of people out there as well that always against medication because they feel like they're fouled well I was a little bit like that at first but to me you know what if it helps you get back to normality then it's fine and you know what was explained to me as well of a lot of people and they do kind of have a bit of a breakdown it's a chemical imbalance in your brain so what the medication is doing is trying to balance things and then once you're in a more positive mindset you can come off of it but Unfortunately, I came off of it too quick. My GP wanted me off of it too quickly, and not long after, a couple of years later, I went again, and um, and uh, and I'm back on medication, and I think I will probably be on it probably forever. And and also after uh, all the lockdowns, I've like been a hairdresser, my business was shut three times, and when I knew, I think after the first lockdown, after four months of not seeing anyone, and that's where that I mean I embraced it because I was out running, I was cycling, obviously I couldn't go to the gym, but weights and things for at home, but I loved it being out on my bike, on my own, like no one around, going for my runs. I used to get a bit aggravated by all the walkers that didn't have any respect that they was in a road, or you'd be on a tow along the river and they'd have their earphones in and were oblivious that I'm trying to run past them. And uh, and then when I was coming back to work after the first lockdown, it just hit me all of a sudden, my diary was full back to back for six days a week for weeks and i was gonna have all these people coming in my salon and again uh, so i did speak to the doctor i felt myself getting quite anxious and they upped my medication to get back to work but you know don't get me wrong i do still have wobbles i get anxiety and people can't believe it they're going "Well, you you and i'm like well yeah because i'm only human but sorry you've broken up again you've disappeared again yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely Um it certainly goes hand in hand, though, you know. The
1: exercise really does. It it does work. Maybe sometimes, though, to the point where you can kind of get a little bit anxious because you can't train. Yes. <laughs> you like, oh, my God, I've not been to the gym. I can't get to the gym. Or I think, oh, I'm going to go for a walk. And I'm like, uh, and before you know it, it's getting dark. And, light, and where I like to walk isn't on the roads, you know. I know you can walk on the road instead. And then you think it's cold outside. And, oh, my God, now I've got to cook the dinner and but then... Think, you know what? It's a rest day. Once you sort of get your head around it, it's a rest day. And if some weeks I've got to have two days rest day, then so be it, you know? So,
0: absolutely. Mm. So, part of my my podcast recently, I've started asking for a couple of new things as (laughs) book recommendations. Oh, we're back. Okay. So, what I've started doing is asking for. Book recommendations and podcast recommendations that you would recommend, if you have any.
1: Book recommendations. Ooh, I did buy a book by a guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's on Instagram called. Oh my god, I don't even know where the book is. I was probably in my bedroom. The, oh, he's like, he's the guy that um if Brett's some of other, he, he built the first sort of um, like the glute machines for doing glute bridges and glute raises, the gluty guy, that's what he's called on Instagram, and he's got a book, Brett Contraris, I think it is, um, but I kind of sort of started, but it got a little bit technical, that book, so I lost a little bit of interest, but I do go back to it every now and again, podcasts so i've only more recently sort of got into podcasts if i'm honest and i think a few people might scream obviously scott yours now
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yours and i am gonna you're gonna be my steer master, listen to when i get back onto him because that's a good thing to do but at the moment it's james smith pt probably only main really because i think he's funny you know, I don't agree with everything he says, but he is funny, and he says it how it, how it is. So it's, it's it's light listening. You know, it's not a hard listen. You've gone again. You've gone quiet again.
0: And then if we, if I was to ask you, what's this the, th- the yeah. one or two things you hate about the health and fitness industry yeah. right now? Your pet hates?
1: My pet hates are girls that go into the gym with a full face of makeup, Um and then spend the whole time taking selfies. Don't get me wrong, I do selfies, but every time you look at them, all they're doing is taking selfies. I think that's everyone's pet hate, really. Uh, and then do that silly twist to make it look like they've got a big bum. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um and um i better be careful what i say here but i'm gonna say it um people that abuse steroids there's there's a lot out there now it's like there's i know people that do take steroids and they're they're doing it in a proper way you know they're having their blood tests um and then you know it's their coach or whatever knows what they're getting and they they can't abuse it they can't get too much you know it's kind of prescribed you know so they're doing it in a right way and being watched you know and they have to have regular blood tests however i know there's people out there that are getting them in not such the right way and i've seen people go from a normal physique to huge in a real short space of time and obviously it doesn't it's got nothing to do with me what people do but I just look at it and and think you've not done that yourself like I was training with somebody and I said go on you could do two more reps and he went I don't have to you know because I'm taking steroids type thing so uh, I think that's a bit sad really when they're taking them because they can't be bothered to put the effort in
0: yes absolutely
1: yeah so they're purely doing it for what they look like rather than the whole experience, the experience of going to the gym, feeling better about yourself. I, I just don't get that.
0: Yeah. And then obviously you mentioned that you've got a show in September. So what would your goal be for twenty twenty-three? Your overall fitness goal that you would like to achieve?
1: My overall fitness goal will is going to be to get pro status with on stage. Um I I got a pro card last year, but it was quite a small federation. Still great, but quite a small one. But uh, as I say, I I would like to get a pro card and and it will ultimately come away with a crown, which is like an overall winner. I do feel my age is against me. I do feel that some of these federations can be ageist. So if you think when I next get on stage, I'm 53. So I'll be on stage with girls at forty-five, and that's you know, could it be forty-five plus? Um, and I, 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 know it's a really hard one. I do understand this, but I feel sometimes if you, and and some of the categories as well, I'll be on stage with girls at twenty-one because there's no ages to it. And I know it is hard because they're just judging, but but I, I think they've got to sometimes I don't know maybe think well if someone's over at that age, it's harder for them to get where they are now it's different if they started in their 20s but a lot of women haven't they've started older and it's it's a lot harder work for us older girls older ladies you know with the menopause and things i mean i'm quite fortunate at the moment like people say to me you must be perimenopause because your age well i'm not well i must be but I'm, i have no symptoms so i'm quite fortunate and you get a lot of women you speak to that's everything they're constantly talking about the menopause. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Maybe I'm in denial, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, you can't put everything down to the menopause. It's like a lot of women will say, I can't lose weight because I've had kids. What? <laughs> your kids are 24. 25. <laughs> you know, you can't help it you've got stretch marks, but you know, that because you've had kids, but you that, don't use that as an excuse for your weight. Um, but yeah, so that is my
0: ultimate, I want the crown. <laughs> yeah. And then if you can make a recommendation of your best fitness app, if people wanted to train. I don't really use them, to be honest. You don't really use them? Okay. So, if I,
1: if, To be honest, if I want to know an exercise, I will probably go on YouTube.
0: Right. Okay. And then, so regards to your nutrition,
1: mm-hmm. do
0: you you track that via your phone?
1: Yep. My fitness pal. My fitness
0: pal. It's a go-to.
1: Yeah, definitely. definitely. Absolutely.
0: Yes. And and it always helps paying the premium.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? I did for a little while, but I didn't find it any different. I didn't feel it was, it, it helped me anymore. But, I mean, I do say to quite a lot of people as well, because you probably know this, you're going with my fitness pal, and I don't know what it's like for men, but for a woman, they'll tell you that when you put your bits in, everyone's told 1,200 calories is what they should be on. So I always say to people, ignore that, because that's ridiculous. You know, so ignore that, but just put in what you're eating, just so that you know. And again, we all get a bit, um, oh, I know what 40 grams of oats look like. Let's just pour it in. And I think we're all guilty of doing that as well. Um, And a few times I've just poured it in and I thought, let's just weigh it. And a couple of times I've been spot on. I'm like, excellent. Uh, But, you know, it only takes a couple of days, I think, of actually doing 45 or 50, you know, over a week. And you're mistracking, aren't you? So you've just got to. But again, I feel like a lot of people can't be bothered. But I'm like, well, once you get in, it's part of what you do. So if you get in... It's like when you get up and you clean your teeth in the morning, isn't it? And brush your hair and yeah. make it your
0: dish. It like just becomes routine. a habit of yeah. tracking your food. You yeah. know, it's
1: yeah.
0: and we should be doing that. Yeah,
1: definitely. Because it's quite shocking actually when you put down six-rich tea that you've just had 300 calories. You're
0: like, what? <laughs> nah, definitely. And then if people want to reach out to you online, eh, where can they do that?
1: Uh Instagram so i'm Shazni underscore b i am on twitter but i don't use twitter a great deal i'm on there and i'm I'm gonna start using it and connecting on it a little bit more i'm also on facebook but to be honest um and that's just as sharon bannister um i have got um a blog but again I, i've not that sort of went along by the wayside so, because other things took over and, and I've got sort of a page on Facebook which was called The Running Hairdresser and it was connected to my blog because people said oh you should do a blog and so I was doing it and then I kind of it's like anything got out of the habit of doing it for a few weeks did get back onto it but yeah so I mean generally I think these days Instagram's probably the easiest way like my kids are trying to get me into TikTok I'm like (laughs) No, uh, I, I mean, I might do eventually. Apparently, we had some famous TikToker in my salon because my daughter goes on there and I was going, I, I, was, I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had about 10 more followers on Instagram because he just showed my Instagram page. It was quite funny,
0: really. I like, Who is he? before we round up, Sharon, what advice would you give to anyone starting their fitness journey for the first time? Oh, just.
1: Should, goals. My main thing actually is set goals. you got to have goals. I think it's, you know, like people go on a diet because they're going on holiday. It's, it's the same thing. You need a goal. And like, for me.
0: <laughs> okay, we are back. Sorry about that malfunction there. So the last question I was asking you there, Sharon, was what advice would you give to someone starting their fitness journey for the first time?
1: Um, get some structure find something you really like doing don't do something you know don't think oh I've got to go out I've got to do this or I've got to go to the gym just find just find something you love whether it be running cycling even just like walking walking to start everyone's got to start somewhere uh I always say to people you know no one was born running or no one was born cycling <laughs> uh But stick to it and make it part of your day, make it part of your routine. Don't think about you've got to go like a lot of people say, I haven't got the time. If you wanted to do it, you find time to go down the pub or you find time to to Love Island. You know Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, even if it's half an hour, you know earlier. So I think because I do like, as I say, I do love what I do, so it, it's not a burden for me to do it. You know, I think it's harder for people when it, it's new to them. But, um, and find someone to actually maybe to even go for your walk with, you know, find someone to go and train with.
0: You know, then you're not doing it on
1: your own, and you can motivate each other then as well. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: It's about mm. Accountability.
1: Yeah, definitely. Accountability is a big thing, actually.
0: Yeah, especially yeah. when you know you're doing your weekly check-ins, etc., with your coach. Yeah,
1: I mean, I do. You know, and there's some weeks, you know, well, probably because I've had, went out for dinner last night, and you know, tomorrow I probably would have gained weight. And you know, I mean, I've got to send a barrel pictures, but then I think, well, next week it'd be better. I mean, I've got to gain weight because that's what I'm doing. But to gain half a stone <laughs> since last way to do it she's looking at you know uh, half a kilo or something if that really she just wants to see if a a maintain or a gain she doesn't want to see a drop
0: at the moment so yeah absolutely and then just before we round up sharon Mm -hmm. have you got any questions for myself
1: so you're in scotland aren't you yeah how do you cope (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> getting people out and about,
0: and because you do do stuff, you know, running as well, don't you, and cycling? Yeah, I do. Aye. So, effectively, I've got a group, eh, Scottsdale Running Warriors, eh, that I started in November last year. Effectively, just trying to help people with their mental health. Yeah. Um, but my main issue this year is getting the group restarted, because, like yourself, I've got a busy calendar. And how do I fit that into my, my schedule? It's like more than more impossible because I've looked at my calendar. I'm, I'm busy up until May, I'm fully booked. <laughs> you no, know. So it's good being busy, but sometimes it's like sometimes it's just too much.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. It really is.
0: And um, so I definitely need to find the balance, how to juggle it. <laughs> so that's yeah. why now I am moving more of my business online, so yeah. online coaching.
1: They're doing that, aren't they? So they've got the time. Yeah. For, and
0: so. e- and e- effectively, people are going to get more for their money. Yeah. You, um, do
1: you find, or, or I don't know how many online you do, but I know like with Mike Kelly as well, she does some online. I mean, she's she's actually gained customers' From my Instagram profile, like people contact me and then they've contacted Kelly. So they're little, like, we're like yourself when he's on again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I
0: always think we've on. right to all Sharon. We will get there. We will get there with this interview. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: You see? <laughs> again. I said, this is another th- thing about even not like, being tested, even the internet tests
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly tested our nerves tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, bloody M25, God.
0: <laughs> but no, um, yeah. def- definitely, right. it's been great well, to have you on the show. Um, but honestly, thank you for putting up with me with the, the poor Zoom uh, tonight. <laughs>
1: Oh, thank you for putting up with me with not turning up. For, but again, ah, said, that's the start. Said, well, because you know, with the last time, I never got any email through. Yeah. You know, and it. and you know, it was a couple of weeks ago. Like, I've had the emails through from you. This, I didn't have anything last time. So, and I looked in my junk.
0: Yeah. But no, we got there in the end. Yeah, so. been- thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of No Excuses Real Inspiration hosted by Scott Marshall. So if you can, give me a wee follow on my YouTube channel, give me a wee follow on Spotify and you can give a wee listen to this on Apple and Amazon as well, as well as other social media platforms. Thank you.